providence is how God orders our lives and brings circumstances uh, into our lives that shock us sometimes. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. I, and I had such a one, you know, I get up early almost every day because I'm old, I think. Uh, but uh, this morning I was up early and I got a text this morning um, regarding you know, Jacob Honeywell and him needing more support. And I thought, how appropriate to have a, 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 a someone desiring support call on the day that I'm preaching from a text uh, that is all about that, which is, the, in fact, it is the main text for missionary support. So praise the Lord uh, for his wonderful providence in, in these everyday, uh, everyday small things. So our text is 3 John. There's just one chapter, and I'm going to be reading just three, uh, rather four verses, five through eight. Give your attention to the word of God. Beloved, it is a faithful thing that you do in all your efforts for these brothers and strangers as they are, who testify to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. <laughs> Heavenly Father, bless through understanding the reading and the application and our understanding of your infallible, inerrant word. I um, entitled the message earlier in the week, The Importance of Hospitality. I think later in the week after studying more, I would... I would have entitled it the importance of missionary support because really when it uses the word hospitality uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, in the sermon I'll, I will talk about that but uh, it's more about how hospitality uh, furthers the gospel it is essential um, it was absolutely essential. And when the, when the New Testament references the gift of hospitality, like it does in Romans chapter 12, it is one of the most important uh, gifts, missionary gifts. It, is a, it was absolutely essential in the first century because public uh, sleeping places were notorious evil in, the, in days of old. Uh, they were run by pagans, and you can imagine what pagan hospitality was often like. And so it was absolutely vital for Christian missionaries to have a place, a safe place, an encouraging place to stay and to receive food, rest, and the ability to carry out the Great Commission, which is to preach uh, the gospel. I, uh, some of you know or have the gift of hospitality. You you uh, use it all the time. It's one of the great blessings uh, of, of my ministry to observe and to see. 
I grew up in a, in a hospitable house uh, with a lady who's still famous, even though she's been gone to be the Lord for over 30 years. Uh, and uh, I was privileged to be at her table. And we would, every day she would cook this massive meal. And it was, it always seemed to overflow and people would just come into the house. And, and the story was told one time how, how uh, someone came in, had dinner and everybody talked and thought, and then they, then, then uh, he left and, and, uh, and uh, my, my grandmother who I grew up with, living with, Mama Faust said, who was that? <laughs> and nobody knew. <laughs> and I thought about this, this verse. Strangers, some have entertained strangers, or angels, unaware of Hebrews 4. Uh, here, it, it, it's strange. People, you didn't know people. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have the uh, social media and all the things we had to connect. You didn't have the phone, even. You didn't have any, you didn't have the telegraph. You just had word of mouth and you all, you had the gift of the spiritual discernment to know if these people were genuine who were coming along asking for a place to say and asking for support the gift of hospitality is a gift where you build relationships and you encourage people in the truth it's such a blessing to see this gift and to see it used the first point is this, the importance of entertaining strangers, the importance of letting people come into your, into your home, into your church. And many of you, I don't know today. I, it's, it's such a, somebody, somebody came who's a regular member, hasn't been uh, active in a while and says, I don't, I don't know, I hardly know anybody here. Uh, you're not if you're having that feeling you're not alone the Lord the Lord has brought many of you some of you for the first time today and uh, we're encouraged by your presence but you need to know in this particular uh, verse 5 these strangers are believers who are all about spreading the gospel. Gaius is commended. Gaius is the subject of this. This uh, rather, in some ways he's obscure. In many ways he's one of the most important people in the New Testament. We don't know all the direct details of his life. We know he was in Corinth for a while. We know he was in Ephesus. We know the Apostle Paul stayed with him. We know these things about him. But we also know he has the gift of hospitality. It's a, it's a faithful thing that you do to help these brothers that are strangers to you but have a bond with you at the same time that is far beyond any earthly bond. That's, that's, the, that's what the gospel does. I know you. Know, I know you all know this. You have. You have. You. You're like me. You have blood relatives that you're not very close to. You have people, but at the same time, if you're a child of God, you have people from the farthest community away from you that you could ever imagine because you have a common faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ that you're closer to than you could ever possibly be close to anyone else. It takes the gift of discernment, but it doesn't take you long to know when you meet a brother in Christ, you just know it, or a sister in Christ, you know it. Again, it's this main, the main truth here is not merely about being hospitable and inviting people into your home. That's certainly part of it. But the most definitive, it is, this is the most definitive passage in the New Testament about missionary support. These brothers have been sent to preach the gospel. For the sake of the name, and that, that, that expression, the sake of the name, is, only means one name, and that's the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The name which is above every name, at which every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess. Again, Gaius is committed. His love for missionaries, his love for missionary support, his, his love for the truth of the gospel to be spread is an example to believers in all generations of what we should be involved in in missionary support. Um, it doesn't take us long. I mean, we have, a, we have this wonderful missions committee that does this incredible job of vetting and um, and uh, and um, going through those missionaries that come to us and request support, and uh, they do a, a do a fantastic job. They have the gift of discernment; they're wise, and I, I confidently say that every mission that we support is dedicated to the purpose of spreading the fame of the name of Jesus Christ. What a blessing! And that's what we're to be about. Why are we to support these in this way? Again, the name not only refers to Jesus, it refers um, to the ones who've gone out for the sake of the name because of the reputation. They, you've made a reputation for yourself. You, you have a reputation of sending people along in the ministry. I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of a church for 40 years. That has, we, what we do is we equip people to do ministry. And periodically, we give our very best gifts away. And that is painful, isn't it? But that's what we're called to do. We, recently, when we see, we see these families come, we're, we're the recipients today of of blessings from other congregations' ministry. We're, so we're not, we're not always on the giving side. We're on the receiving side. And uh, often the Lord does it as he has done recently. When we see, when we give, give away some of our best gifts or we see them move to a different field, it seems like he always provides and restores. See, that's the important, again, we're a connectional church. Sometimes we struggle with our family connections. But at the same time, 
it's important for us because uh, we want to be in a church where you can come into the church and you can know pretty much what to expect in terms of the gospel. Um, again, that's, that's part of the message here. We are to send people. We are to receive people. Uh, we are to do it with love and with joy. focus of, of, of the ministries we should support, should support, again, are those that exalt the name of the Lord Jesus. One of the reasons it's important for us to examine who we're supporting is we shouldn't be supporting false teachers. We have a tragedy in the American Evangelical Church. There are all kinds of names that have been placed on it. We're near the epicenter of it in, in the, the Tulsa area where so much of the prosperity gospel emanates from. In, in a nutshell, the prosperity gospel says, uh, if I were a prosperity preacher, I, I would say, you, if you give me money, you will, you're going to be rich. I'm going to be really rich. But. <laughs> This is one of the most wicked, abominable things that has ever, ever come down the pike. And I, I know dear, dear people who love the Lord who dutifully send their money away to someone like this because of promises of answered prayers and blessings, uh, material, mainly material blessings. And, and, it, it, and as much as anything, it has contributed to the moral spiritual decay in our country. Because that's not the gospel. That is a false gospel. God may bless you. You may, you may have incredible provision in your life, materially, but in comparison to the riches you have in Christ in which you've been blessed in Christ, in the heavenly places with every spiritual blessing, there's no comparison to that. It's wicked to support those who teach a false gospel. I, I, my, my dear sainted grandmother, I loved her dearly. She was such a warm, passionate lady, but, but she would even try to feed the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> she would even pay them a quarter to get them out of there. And, I, and she shouldn't have done that. Some of you are smiling because you know the feeling. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Better to hurt their feelings than them, for them to go to hell, believing a false doctrine. There are some of our dearest friends and loved ones are part of cults that are that are that are do not teach. The name of the Lord Jesus. They teach a false Jesus. We must concentrate on the truth. And even in our own family of churches, there, there are those who want to separate the truth of the name of Jesus and the demand of discipleship that he, he requires of all who would follow him. And we must be careful of even there. And we must use discernment 
and support those who are worthy of, of support. And who is worthy of support? The, those who faithfully preach and teach the gospel of Jesus. That's what the gift of hospitality is all about. We are to support fellow workers. Verse 8 says, supporting fellow workers for the truth. It's not just sending them, not just writing a check, not just giving them money. The work of supporting someone is that you enter in with it. You follow their ministry. You know what they're doing. You know how to pray for them. You may even visit them on the mission field. This is how you support. It's a lonely place. Some of you have been on the mission field. You've been in a foreign land. You know how difficult it is. And you know what life it is to see someone from home or to get a call from someone home. Now the world is just tied together. It's just tied together by communications. We can communicate. We can pray and, and show our support in tangible ways. They've gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. It is believers who should support the work of the church. We should not be seeking support for the Lord's work from the world. This came home to me. There's so many things came home to me in COVID. We, we have, I'm, we're so blessed to have godly leadership. There's this thing called, some of you accountants, and I don't want to hurt any accountants' feelings, but this thing called PPE, you know, where, you, where you, any organization could get money from the government. I had an accountant, dear brother, accountant from another place, not here today, and if you're listening, I, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Golly, golly, man, called me and says, you know, if you, you sign up for this, you can get all this money. <laughs> I laugh. I said, I'll tell, I'll tell their elders and deacons. I knew what they were going to say in advance. You don't support the Lord's work with the government's money. You don't do it. And that's what we said. Whenever the church becomes beholden to the government or to any entity outside of itself, then we're in trouble. And then our our witness is compromised. The Gentiles, this is as clear as it can get, except nothing from the Gentiles. That, that means those in the world, the, the ethnicos, those who are in the world, those who are in the world who are opposed to the gospel, don't accept it. We should not look to the government. We should not look to the uh, big business or any worldly institution or corporation to support the work that God has called us to do for the Lord Jesus, for the sake of the name of the Lord Jesus. That's why we support our missionaries by faith promise, why we commit before God to do, uh, to, to, to sacrificially give above and beyond our regular giving for the sake of the gospel here and throughout the world. It is 
our job. That's what this text says. It is the church's job to do that work, to sacrificially support missions, not only financially, prayerfully, and even by going ourselves. We should be joyful when we have the opportunity to give our best gifts away for the sake of the gospel. In conclusion, I just want to say we're all called to hospitality. Some, some are better than others of having people in your home and, and having people over and making do with a little one and caring for a lot of people. Uh, all of us, whether we, we uh, can, are gifted in that area and have the uh, means to do that, are still called to, to exercise hospitality. It's a gift. It's also a command to give sacrificially for the sake of, of missions. For the purpose of the reconciling work of the Gospels. In, chapter, in the book of Ephesians, in this wonderful book about uh, the Gospel and the, and the, uh, the unifying, in this chapter about the, the unifying of the church that Paul uh, preaches about from, with Jews and Gentiles alike. Remind, reminds us that we were once strangers ourselves in, in Ephesians 2 verse 12 remember that you were at that time separated from Christ alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world but now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And because we have, we want others to be brought near, brought into a relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we're commanded to be hospitable, to support fellow workers for the truth. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this great truth in this short letter by the Apostle John to Gaius that applies to each one of, of your children here. Father, if anyone is here who's yet to know the name of Jesus, who's yet to call upon him in faith for the forgiveness of sins. We pray for the Holy Spirit to bring this about, even now. And we pray all these things in the strong and powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's now respond to the gospel by...